Hey, lunatics. You're listening to Let Them Eat Grass, a podcast dedicated to healthy farms, good food, and clean air. I'm Austin Williams, your ex-farmer and podcast host. If the past five years of farming have taught me anything, it's that everything is connected to everything else. So much of what feels out of our control is actually the direct result of things entirely within our control. If you were like me growing up, I had no idea what happened to food before it ended up on my plate. Now I know. And I want to share this knowledge with you, the lunatics, the crazies, who have chosen to opt out, to stray beyond the safe and familiar confines of grocery store walls to support good farmers. And not just any farmer, a farmer whose mission it is to heal the land and nourish the community. When 100% of us eat and only 1% of us farm, we have a math problem. Help me do the math by sticking around, listening closely, and voting with your forks to support real food. Why support local farms? Great question. I spent the last five years working and managing two farms in rural mid-Missouri, and as a result, I've met many inspiring farmers and producers and workers who I'm thinking of as I record this. Let me tell you a few facts about why it's so important to support small local farms. So Seth Berkman wrote this great stacker article where he compiled agriculture census data from 1920 to 2020. And so I'm gonna a lot of this information that I have is coming from that. And then I did a deep dive into like literally like the census data itself from that time period. So in 1920, there were about 6.5 million farms in the United States. By 2020, there were about 2 million farms. That's a 70% decrease. The average farm was just a smidge under 150 acres in 1920, and by 2020, the average farm was 444 acres. That's nearly a 200% increase. Side note, in 2020, my home state of Missouri has the second highest number of farms in the nation. We have 95,000 currently. Texas has the most farms, of course, because it's Texas. But when you calculate for farms per square mile, Missouri is actually higher because we have one farm per three quarters of a square mile versus one farm per about one square mile in in Texas. But we have lost almost two thirds or about 63.9% of our farms in Missouri since 1920. And the average size has more than doubled, which is about 292 acres from 132 acres. So the same trends in the nation are still found in Missouri. Since intensive farming began in North America, the IPCC estimates that we have lost about 50% of our original carbon endowment. Some projections estimate that we have about 60 harvests left before we deplete the soil of the remaining organic matter necessary to sustain plant life. In 1920, approximately 32 million agricultural farm workers comprised about 30% of the working population. The average age of the principal farm operator was 45.1 years. That fact was really hard to find, so you heard it first from me. By 2020, approximately 2.6 million agricultural farm workers comprised about 1.3% of the working population. The average of the age of the principal farm operator was 57.5 years, give or take. In 1920, a brand new 50 to 100 horsepower tractor cost around $400, which is about $5,500 in inflation-adjusted 2020 dollars. In 2020, the same style tractor cost upwards of $50,000. So we have fewer older farmers on larger farms with less help with more expensive equipment feeding more people using soil-degrading techniques. 
Combine that with more and more land still designated as agricultural lands on the census that have actually been abandoned and are no longer productive. It's important to support local farmers because the existing commodity system puts extra stress on farmers' resources and health. Having a direct relationship with a farmer you can trust doesn't just get you great food, and you know, you got to be sure to do your homework, but it also helps them. So think about this. Nature has the most efficient food system. Everything gets recycled. Water, nutrients, waste, you know, what little there is, carbon, just about everything. Migrations aside, animals generally don't have wider food distribution networks in their ecosystem. If water and food are consumed within a relatively short distance of where it exists, there's no transportation cost, you know, money, time, CO2, etc. By the time food ends up in the grocery store, it's already passed through the hands of a bunch of middlemen. These include co-ops, distributors, resellers, etc. So if prices rise, the trickle-down effect doesn't just benefit the farmers. Instead, most of the increase actually goes to the middlemen, and that stinks. Supporting a local farm means a greater percentage of your purchase can directly fund a farmer's local operation. So even if they charge the same amount as a grocery store, they will get a higher percentage profit per transaction. So now just to tie in like a little personal story. Like I, I see I see the pull, right, of farmers feeling like they have to go big or go home. There was this guy that we used to get our milk from, uh, that we used to go pick up milk uh, when our farm was a lot smaller. And he had probably 30 or 40 uh, dairy cows. He was a Mennonite. And we tried to make it as easy as possible for him. Like all he had to do was milk it. And we came and, you know, he did, he did have to bottle it for us. We basically came, picked it up, and that was transaction was over. But eventually he came to us and said that he's, you know, he wasn't going to do dairy anymore. And he was going to just grain the cows and he was going to have a big, big old bulk tank installed so that, you know, a semi truck could pull up and, he could just offload whatever milk he had into that. And, you know, it cost a lot of money and I don't know how he's doing now. You know, we've, we've uh, lost touch with him, but you know, that, that go big or go home mentality. I mean, even in the Mennonite community, like, you know, that, that, that still uh, had a pull and it's just, it's just so important for us to uh, support farmers at the scale that they're at because, and this is where like even CSAs can come into play because sometimes, you know, farmers need capital to make the investment initially before they, you know, plant more or improve their infrastructure. And CSAs can be really helpful to farmers because they get that money before the season starts so they can make those investments as the season goes on instead of like needing to wait to earn the money after the, you know, vegetables or whatever have already been planted. And then, oh, guess what? Like the season's over now. Like, so there, there's a lot of ways that we can do it, but ultimately, supporting local farms is so, so important. In conclusion, I'd say that the question of why we support local farms, it's a good one. It's, I mean, generally, it's more expensive to get food locally. I mean, we're in the midst of some very lean economic times, and having a cash-strapped budget is something I understand very well. Supporting a local farm means you're supporting a more resilient, sustainable food system. You're putting dollars directly into a farmer's pocket, minus the middleman. You're getting better quality food, if you do your homework, and you're establishing a relationship with a vitally important member of your community. What's not to love? Keep voting with those forks, lunatics. If you didn't know, my mission has shifted from hands-on farming to supporting my brother and sister farmers as they migrate online. What I do is agriculture copywriting. I help grow their online exposure, 
harvest more sales, and get back to the work they love. If you know anybody in the agriculture, food, or environment industry who could use somebody to write for them online, send me an email at austin at letthemeatgrass.org. Or you can point them to my website, which is agriculturecopywriting.com. If you have any content ideas for me, I'm all ears. Or if you just want to send a note of encouragement, I'm down for that too. Keep up the good work. Remember, lunatics, fight the good fight, finish the race, and keep